0: Now, that's what I came to do. Prayerfully, that's what we all came to do. So I'm going to do that one more time, and I'm going to invite us all to join in with me. And we're going to do it on the count of three, because, uh, yeah, you know, okay? All right, so one, two, three. Praise the Lord! Good morning, Upper Room Worship Center. As Brother Larry introduced me, my name is Antoine Jordan. I want to give acknowledgement to Pastor Larry, the First Lady, the congregation. Thank you for accepting me, having me come back. Um, Before we get started, I just want to give a real quick prayer. Um, Bow your heads with me. Um, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to come fellowship in your name. And we pray that the word that is coming brings someone into relationship with you and touches someone's heart and helps those that are in relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, our topic for today is going to be spiritual warfare. And I'm going to start out with some background, then I'm to give some ba- breakdown, and then I'm going to talk about the importance of it, and I'm going to give us some challenges and takeaways. <laughs> but before I give the, the message, the actual message, I want to read the scripture and then tell the story. Um, the scripture is going to be coming from Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 19 through 22. And this is the prophet Jeremiah speaking. And he says, um, "Remembering in mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. My soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because of his compassions fail not. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Let's hold on to that. We're going to tell a story real quick. The story of an old mule. The mule was grazing on the farm, just eating, chilling. And it was wandering around the farm. And unfortunately, the mule fell into an old well. Tough spot to be in. So the mule begins to panic, starts to cry, because it's in the well. There's no way to get out. The farmer hears hears the panic. He's like, "Okay, that's a mule. That's not a good sound. Let me go investigate, see what's going on. The farmer finds out that mule in the well. It ain't looking good. And he by itself. So he can't really get the mule out. And there's no rope around that's long enough, even if somebody was around. So the mule, the farmer makes a decision. He's gonna fix two problems at once. He's gonna put the mule out of his misery and fill up the well because don't want no more mules falling in, right? So the farmer gets his shovel, starts digging, starts digging. The mule start noticing, you know, it's getting tight up in here. What's going on? (laughs) So it start panicking more. start getting more frantic. The farmer, he understands, you know, he got to keep shoveling. He can't stop. After a while, he doesn't hear the mule anymore. So he goes to check to see what's going on in the hole, see how much further he has to go. He notices two things. The hole, the well, is about halfway full, and the mule is standing on top of the dirt. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say that again. I don't think we're up here with it. The hole is about halfway full, and the mule is standing on top of the dirt. So the farmer like, hold up, hold up, hold up. What's really good? I'm trying to, I mean, I don't want the mule to, you know, but that's what I was trying to do. That's what I thought was happening, so. Let me pay attention this time. Let me watch what's happening as I shovel. So the farmer shovels, and he notices that as he dumps the dirt into the hole and it falls into the mule, the mule shakes the dirt off and stands on top of it. So the farmer, like, all right, let me try this again. Throw another mound of dirt on the mule, shake it off, stands on top. And guess what's happening? Every time that dirt falls on the mule, right, He shakes it up, he stands on top of it, he gets closer to getting out the hole. So now the farmer like, okay. Now I just gotta keep shoveling dirt. (laughs) Keep that in mind though. So the farmer shoveling dirt, shoveling dirt, shoveling dirt, and eventually the mule is able to walk up out of that situation. Is able to get out of a situation that seemed hopeless. The mule was able to escape because in the moment of trial and adversity it was able to see a way out of the situation that seemed hopeless, instead of focusing on the negatives about the situation that's at hand. My message today is that the battle is in the mind. The battle is in the mind, and so I want to take that story about the mule and Look at it in the context of Job. We were talking about Job a lot in Bible study. And um, I think we can learn a lot from looking at that, comparing the two. Cause Job himself was in a hole. Dilly of a pickle, as I like to call it. <laughs> he lost his family, he lost his livelihood, his ability to make money, and he was sick, you know. But Job's problem was he was more focused on being in the hole and so focused on why he was in the hole in the first place that he never really looked for a way out of the hole or asked God to come get him out of the hole. I'm going to call that Jobin. That's what Job was doing, Jobin. And we're going to talk about Jobin later on. And understand that the objective of the battle for the mind is to have peace of mind. The battle of the mind. The objective is to have peace of mind. And once God appeared to Job, they were in conversation. And that's when Job got the peace of mind, which is important because, as we know, in the story of Job, eventually he's healed and eventually he's restored. But the peace of mind comes before that. It comes once he takes his situation to God. Last year, my house got broken into. I'm going to go get a haircut. Came back, I was wiped out, talk about clothes, everything. And it wasn't the material losses that was the the stressor. It was really like weighing on my mind. Who could have did this and why? And you know, it just had my mind scrambled. And so I prayed to God for peace of mind. Like like show, show me, like help me through this. Just give me that relief. (laughs) Like a week later I pulled up to the gas station, there was a brother there wearing my shoes. And th- this was the brother who I had been paying to cut my grass. You feel me? <laughs> so I said, OK, OK. This is clearly not, you know, someone's not watching me. This is not an attack on me. This is just a brother who took advantage of the opportunity. Um, I just let him get too close that I was vulnerable. Whew. I-, I can sleep, right? But once I brought that situation to God, he revealed that to me. That's when the peace of mind came in. Still ain't got none of the stuff back. So n- needless to say, that wasn't what brought the peace of mind. It was God revealing that to me, giving me that information so I could be at peace. The mule likely was in this state of peaceful mind after it was standing on its first pile of dirt. Because I like to imagine at first it's just standing there having the dirt dumped on it. And it's like, oh boy, this is not looking good. This is going to end fast. And, you know, maybe it's scared and it shakes or, you know, whatever, whatever goes down. We don't know. The farmer didn't tell us. But we do know that at some point it's standing on top of this dirt, and I could just imagine that sigh of relief that okay, I'm not going to be in this position forever, and that's when the peace of mind came in. Now, g- going back to Job, it was a it was an order of things for Job as far as his peace of mind was concerned. He spent about 38 chapters <laughs> um, upset and and, and complaining. <laughs> now, nah, real talk it's about. Th- it's about 38 chapters. And God pretty much gets upset, you know, with him going back and forth, and he just shows up and look at here, Job. You don't really know what's going on, but I got you. Okay? Understand that. And Job said, "You know what, God? I was tripping. My bad. We we good. I'm good now. Thank you. Thank you." And then he was straight. That was it. He talked to God, God was good. But then, something else happened, which I think is really important. The scripture tells us, after that, Job repented. And I think that's a relationship between the two. Like, we gotta have a clear mind in order to repent. We gotta be at peace of mind in order to repent, to understand how bad we was tripping, cause we God had us the whole time. And then after that, Job was healed, after repenting. And then, after he was healed, he had to go pray for his homies who had the same mindset that he had. And then God restored him. So Job wasn't out of the woods just because he had the peace of mind. There were still things God needed him to do. But here's what's important. Once Job was able to see beyond his circumstances and situated an understanding in his mind that God had him and always did, He found the resolve necessary to persevere. Part of what makes our struggles so heavy and feel like they last so long is because of our mental outlook. We also hold on to our problems longer than we should before taking them to God. When we change our mindset about our struggles and take them to God, we are better able to cope with the circumstances without stressing over the outcome. Now, we talked about the mule. We talked about the mule and Job. You know we got to talk about us. You can't get off that easy. So what does the mule situation teach us about us? What can we learn from it? First and foremost is we don't always have control over the circumstances we find ourselves in. It's just a part of life. The mule is just grazing. That's eating. You feel me? It's just doing what mules do, finds itself in the hole. It be like that sometimes. Here's another thing that's important, or how it concerns us. Each of us has been, will be, or is currently in the position of the mule. In a situation that seems bleak with no way out. The dirt that was being dumped onto the mule for us are the things that are intended to break us, make us give up, or teach us, depending on who's doing the shoveling of the dirt. Because remember, before Job comes into the picture in the book, God and the devil are having a conversation. There's a, you know, basically a, more, more so of a, a permission granted to the devil to do whatever he wants to Job, long as he don't kill him, you know, to kind of test his faith. Job had no clue <laughs> that that was going on. Like, right. it is it, is is he he had no way to conceive that. As far as we're concerned, that could be the same thing going on. And we could have no way of knowing as well. But at the same time, sometimes God is trying to teach us something. So it could be him doing the shoveling. And so it's just important to understand that each time we're hit with a mound of dirt, we have to make a decision as to which perspective to take, thus determining how it will affect us. As followers of Christ, we are called to struggle. But we do not have to be miserable as we endure the mounds of dirt being dumped on us. As followers of Christ, we are called to struggle. That's a fact. But we do not have to be miserable as we endure the mounds of dirt being dumped on us while we persevere to get out of the holes we find ourselves in. So why is it important to understand that the battle is in the mind? So, first and foremost, on that front, Satan wants your mind. He don't want your car. He don't want the stuff in your house. <laughs> <laughs> he wants your mind. Even if it's for a brief moment. Mm. Because if he has your mind, you know, I'm going to talk about myself for a minute. When, when my mind is, you know, under a lot of pressure and I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not following these <laughs> situations that I'm bringing forth today. I can't really get out of the bed. And if I can't get out of the bed, that means I'm not doing the Lord's work. And that means that's a dub was for Satan. That's a W. You know, he stopped someone from getting the work done, or someone allowed themselves to be stopped from doing the work. But in that same regard of Satan wanting our mind, it's our mind. So we have the home field advantage. And a part of what Satan is trying to do, because it is spiritual warfare, the way that war works is you don't necessarily have to kill the other side to win. You just have to take out their resources. Take out their supplies. Take out their ammunition. So if this our supplies, this is our resource, this is our ammunition, he don't gotta kill us. Just go with your mind. Just have your brain scrambled up. And if that works, you feel me, then that's a W for him. And if we know that and we understand that, we can do something about it. Now, we cannot always control our thoughts, but we can control our response to those thoughts. The benefit Here's another thing why it's important. The benefit of what we're struggling through may not be for us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 anyone around us in that moment of time. <laughs> God uses our struggles and triumphs to teach and encourage and inspire others. Yeah. You feel me? Both of these gentlemen are my mentors, Brother Larry, Kenny in the back. And they have had such full lives with such wealth of experience in them. And I'm sure when them brothers was going through those traumas, they was not like, this is going to be good for somebody. (laughs) About 10 years from now, I'm going to be able to impute this on a young brother to take on his journey, you know? (laughs) But that's how it's working out. You know, that's how God works. That's how his plan come together. And so keep that in mind. That's, That's just something to keep in mind while we're going through. Now... Again, sometimes it can, it can also get real heavy. And sometimes the dirt can be coming from more direction at once. Maybe the devil trying to test your faith and God trying to teach you something. So it's dirt coming in from everywhere. I want us to keep this scripture in mind. First Corinthians 10.13. This is coming from the message because I want to get it straight to the point. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need is to remember that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. So however much dirt getting dumped on you, you can take it. And he'll always be there to help you come through it. So if you ain't strong enough to get the dirt up off you, he'll come through and pull you up. How we conceptualize our struggles the way we picture our struggles in our mind, in the midst of them is directly connected to the toll they take on us while we're going through. So with that being said, I'm going to kind of give us some ways to manage and navigate when we find ourselves under under some dirt and some ways to shake that dirt off and stand on top of it. But for that, though, I want us to understand that the battle for our mind is almost constant. It's definitely every day. It's definitely every day, and it's almost constant and continuous. So that means you really gotta fight to guard this thing, you feel me? And so there's a lot of things that we can do to help get us through those situations. First and foremost, you have to acknowledge that you are in a hole. You have to be honest with yourself about the circumstances. If you're on social media, you might have saw this meme floating around, this dog in the room, and everything's on fire, and it's just like, yeah. Is, this is cool. This is all right. <laughs> that's not, that's, no. Do not be in denial. <laughs> you have to be real with yourself and with the circumstances. Otherwise, you'll be stagnant. You won't be able to understand I have to move out of this place. The next this is something that I really kind of struggle with, is do not commit to solitude. Depression and pessimism feed off isolism, isolation. So when you by yourself, that's the that's the best time for the devil to try to get you depressed, to put them pessimistic thoughts in your mind, to try to keep you down. So you put yourself in some good company, put some self, put yourself around some positive sisters and brothers that can uplift you. All right. And communities of color, us, our people, my people, we got a little bit of stigma with getting therapy. We don't like to sit down, and talk to the counselor. We got to fix that, and it's not because it's telling your business or you know telling other people your problems. They just might have a different perspective. They also are trained in the workings of the human mind and emotions and how to deal with that. And so you come to them, they can help you out at least offer a perspective that might be useful, helpful. Again, shout out to Brother Larry, Pastor Larry, because I will you know straight, Brother, I need a I need a session. I always hit him with this, how your time looking Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) He know know what that means. He know know what that means. Next, you can get active. Run, jog, lift some weights. The idea is you're trying to manage your stress and your emotions. Also, when you do these things, there's a chemical in your body released called endorphins. That releases that anxiety. It It helps to clear your mind up, help you be able to think. Also, if you're pushing yourself like Brother Kenny wants you to, you're going to be screaming for the Lord so <laughs> bad. You're going to be in so much pain. He ain't going to have no choice but to show up. You feel me? So get active with the Lord. Y'all get closer. I promise. I promise. I promise. Also, laugh. Laughing heals the soul, helps you, you know, helps you feel better. Helps you f- to feel better. Um, these next two I'm going to put together. Learn and read the Bible. And when I say learn, I mean about the world, about anything that God created. Because the more that we learn about the world and what he created, the more that we learn about him. And to me, that's important because the more that we learn about him, we can learn something about our situation or how to help somebody in their situation. Or we just get a better understanding of him, which is what in being in relationship with him is about. And. Reading the Bible is the best way to do it. <laughs> no, that's what the Bible is. It's it's God. It is him in the word form. Look for the lesson. Soon as the, soon as the dirt hits you. Boom. Uh-oh. I'm supposed to learn something. What's going on? <laughs> you know, the alternative is the, to Job. Get to Job and right. Oh Lord, it's the dirt, not the dirt again. <laughs> what what did I do to deserve the dirt? And you know, you find yourself keep having that conversation. Yeah, you know, some dirt fell on me again this week. That's that's what I call Jobin. <laughs> when you complaining, or you self-deprecating, or you having that same unproductive conversation over and over. Job was talking to them brothers, saying the same thing, over and over and over. Yeah. And I'm like, I've I've done that. I found myself in that position. And look and look how that. For lack of better terms, tormented Job, you know, just keep running his head against that same wall, having them same conversations. That's not good. Don't be Jobin. You find don't don't be Jobin. Something to keep in mind is that we cannot predict the duration of our struggles. So it's best for us to lock in mentally. And I like to call this. My grandmother used to say this all the time: "Act like you know." <laughs> so it's like. She give you a speech, and this is how you act when you go in somebody's house. And then you go in a few people's houses, and then you don't go for a while, and then you're about to go again, and she like, remember how you're supposed to act in people's houses, but you all on the front step, and you're, like, uh, uh, and you're like, well, if you don't know, you better act like you know. That'll get you through, you know? And so that's what we can do. If Even in that situation, if our faith is, you know, being challenged and it's weak, and everything around us looks like we're not going to make it out, Act like you know you're going to make it out. Act like you know. Because you do know. We do know, right? We know that this too shall pass. That's a fact. That's the truth. It's in the book. I also want to kind of add something to our repertoire. When when I was little, we used to drop something on the ground, and you still wanted to eat it. You used to pick. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was the the idea, right? The three-second rule. But what you said out loud was, "God made dirt. Dirt don't hurt. Poverty ain't my make it work." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, except for the last part, the poverty ain't my make it work part, the God made dirt. Dirt don't hurt. I want us to hold on to that. So when we in the stressful situation and we find ourselves where the mule was, and that dirt get the dumping on us, God made dirt. Dirt don't hurt. This too shall pass. Now, y'all probably wondering why every time I get up here, I get to screaming. (laughs) And for me, right, affirming things out loud, there's power in that. You feel me? And so when you scream and praise the Lord, not only is there power in you doing that, but it also, you know, opens it up for others to do it, too. And also, let's those know who ain't trying to praise the Lord, this ain't where you're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> so every day, we should affirm out loud our mindset. Recently, a friend of mine made me an affirmation board, and a part of it, it says, I am stronger than my struggles. Every time I say it, I get shivers. Like, yeah. (laughs) I'm stronger than my struggles. I got a lot of struggles, but I'm stronger than them. (laughs) Bring on the struggles. And that's a lot better than, oh, I got so many struggles. How am I going to get through these struggles? And that's the difference. And when you approach them that way, you'll see. Here we go. If all else fails, instead of using what God put inside of us, take it to God directly, and he will give us victory over the battle of our mind and deliver to us peace of mind. If all else fails, instead of using what God put inside of us, take it to God directly, and he will give us victory over the battle of the mind and deliver us peace of mind. Now hold on, before we go, this is a real important part. Would y'all say we've been training? you feel like you've been trained, getting some training? The thing about getting training is once you got it, it's gonna get tested. Yeah, yeah. So I want us to know there's some dirt coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing in a hole right now. It don't look like it, you know. But that's because I've been doing these things. You know what I'm saying? The dirt's coming, you know. But we don't have to we don't have to job our way through it. And this the last thing I want to say. When your training is being put to use, understand that God will activate something in you, send you someone, speak to you, or come get you. In the name of Jesus.